3: Real Madrid make another move for Kylian Mbappe and the Carabao Cup delivers some thrashings and a Penenka. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 25th of August. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. (laughs) Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen, to Wednesday's Football Ramble. And welcome along, boys. Andy, Luke, good to see you both. Hello. How are you? looking very summery, Luke, in your floral shirt.
4: Maybe we'll get an Indian summer. Maybe we'll get a few more days of sunshine, because I feel like this summer's been a bit of a washout. It's
3: been shite, yeah. hasn't it? Where's the sun gone? Yeah. It's just like, I don't feel like we've had a summer. We had like a little bit before the Euros, a little bit at the start of the Euros, and now yeah. it's just gone.
2: Summer's happening up north, I tell you. Is, Is it? it?
4: Yeah. You enjoying your
3: time up there? Yeah, it's good.
4: Andy Brassel relocated to Newcastle.
3: How are the Newcastle fans? How's the the mood up there?
4: Ask about about the big market. If
2: they're they're not in a box, I've no idea. (laughs) I only know about things in boxes at the moment.
3: (laughs) Oh, look, boys, let's talk about transfers. Um, We're in the middle of this week. We've had the Carabao Cup last night, which we'll come on to a little bit later. But the biggest story that seems to be doing the rounds in the last 24 hours is this move for Kylian Mbappe. Real Madrid have come in, Andy, For another bid, 160 million euros. It seems utterly ridiculous to me that next year he could actually leave PSG for free and nothing's been done about this.
2: Yeah, I think there are a couple of layers to this. One, it's... Posturing from all sides. It's telling them that, telling him that we really want you. It's um, telling the fans that Real Madrid are serious about winning stuff uh, going forward, and it's really important to tell Mbappe that they do want him, even if he wants them to. Because I think a lot of people look at it and say, "Well, you know, if if they're into each other, why don't they just leave it to next year when?" the road is free, and when they could save save themselves all that money. I think there's a little bit of, what if he stays, plays with Messi and Neymar, and really likes it, and wins the Champions League? What if he realises that Real Madrid is just a facsimile of old Real Madrid, and not the
4: Real Madrid of his dreams? But the way you're talking about it, the the club being into the player, the player being into the club, you are talking about it like it's some kind of romantic (laughs) love story. And, And a lot of people will say, this is a great... Recent example of the horrendous excesses of the sport that's, you know, in yes. itself and it's become bloated, and that Roundrood have got all these problems, but yet they're still able to table these bids. But you're saying, no, it's like a football Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and we should all get behind the greatest love story of 2021. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm saying,
2: Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the other thing is, um, it's, it's an opening bid. It's only an opening bid because, um, This is going to sound ridiculous because after what Jules said about um, 160 million euros for a player who's going to be out of contract and available for free next summer, Um, but the thing is, it's actually, it's actually not that much because the money aspect, the 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 money aspect of it (laughs) doesn't mean really anything to to PSG because (laughs) they will, but
4: it means something to Real Madrid surely.
2: Yeah, it means, it means something to Real Madrid. But from the PSG angle, their line all along has been, offer us what you want. It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to us. And they're pretty much the only club in the world who can say that. <laughs> who can say that nothing that you offer us can make it worth us giving arguably our best player to a potential Champions League rival. Especially when we're still trying to convince him to stay. the other thing to recognise is, the only add-on clause in the contract when he joined PSG from Monaco in the first place, 35 million euros, which is due, A, if he gets sold, or B, if he signs a new contract. So if you chip off 35 million of that, it may be a lot to Real Madrid. It is a lot to Real Madrid at the moment. And that's before we get to the wages and signing on fee and all that sort of stuff. But actually, when you think of what PSG would actually be receiving of that, 160 million euros. It's not that much more than they paid for Eden Hazard. And they'll be looking at that thinking, well, there's a massive gap in what they're worth. I think if they get up to 200 million,
4: then they'll talk. Um, but can Real Madrid get up to that point? You talk about Champions League rivals, presumably based on all the talk we've seen around this, you mean Champions League group stage rivals, right? Because, <laughs> because you know, some of the chat's been outrageous, Jules, hasn't it? Like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's going to come in to replace him and they're going to play with Messi, Neymar and Cristiano Ronaldo up front. They will get beaten by any good team <laughs> if they do that. Any good team would beat them. But
2: won't that happen anyway for PSG? Well, possibly. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of press in the front half of that team, is there?
4: Definitely not. What's the Premier League angle? Because uh, people, I, I think there were. There are, I was listening to the radio this morning and um, Rick Edwards, who is a Liverpool fan, was presenting the Five Live Breakfast Show and he said you know, him and his Liverpool supporter mates were hoping that, that Liverpool would, that that link that Kylian Mbappé's had with Liverpool would somehow come to fruition, particularly as he's available on a free next summer. But you're saying that's kind of fanciful and, now. And
3: you know what? The way Liverpool have done their transfers before, they tend to be quite clandestine with it, don't they? They never seem to kind of give away too much about who they want to sign and then all of a sudden a deal it's is done. done.
2: Yeah, it's done. It would be really surprising if he went anywhere but Real Madrid at this point, what I think is really interesting is the fact that our pal Lars Sivertsen and a, a Who lot of I'm them...
3: beating an FPL, by the way. Yeah, still. actually, I haven't checked it this week. Should oh. probably do that before I say that <laughs> on the ramble.
2: No one wins it in August, <laughs> Jules. Car- Come no. carry, on, no. carry on, Andy. Uh,
5: he,
2: he has been saying for for a while that the talk in Norway is that Real Madrid are going for Holland next summer as well, right? And. That they want to make that, uh, and and that they want to they want to combine the two. I think you don't I think that would be really really interesting.
4: I think you. I think you. Uh, Mbappe going to Real Madrid, it's like it would be like turning up at a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, it's, and just would and just be giving the fire hydrant straight away and saying you've got to put all that fire out on your own. That's for the thing the next from, from however many
2: months from a sporting angle, it's, it's quite difficult to sell it. It yeah. feels like he's almost indulging childhood him because. I I guess you you could argue, sporting project-wise, that PSG is the place to be. Having said that, to say it's an absolute shoo-in, because they're going the Galacticos route as well. I mean, we've just said, neither of us think they're going to win the Champions League.
4: No, it's like they're in this weird opposite world, Andy, where where everything they do, PSG, is to get them closer to winning the Champions League. But the way that transpires it takes them a step further away from yeah, the we, Champions, we, every we, decision they we make. T-
2: we talked about that before, didn't we? Like with, Labyrinth, like the with, film Labyrinth. With Juventus and Real Madrid, I was thinking more Temple of Doom. No, I, think, I, I think there's more booby traps with the Champions League. <laughs> a combination, it, uh, because, uh,
4: because with Labyrinth, she always feels like she's getting closer to the castle, but she always makes a move and it kind of backfires and takes her further away from the castle. All I'm saying is, like PSG think that Messi's hoggle, but he's not Hoggle. He's not right. going to help him get closer to the Champions League. He's going to be like a. it's going to be like an evil Hoggle. I
3: I, I can't relate to this. I don't even. Know who, I don't even know who Yoda is. I'm not going to try and get into into labyrinth listen, chat. Right? Please
4: tell watch, me you don't know who Harrison Ford is. If you've not watched the film Labyrinth, you shouldn't be fucking on the show. Sorry. Simple as that.
3: Shall I leave now? Shall I go? <laughs> Shall I leave? Uh, look, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, in June, Mbappe did an interview from uh, with Esquire and. It's been doing the rounds recently as well. It's kind of resurfaced after this kind of transfer speculation has, has come a bit more in the spotlight. Um, his quote was, the French league is not the best championship in the world, but I've always felt the responsibility to help the league grow now has that now changed that messi's there andy
2: yeah has he done his bit
3: has he done his bit is he like well messi can do the rest now yeah i think you could
2: argue that i mean obviously there are a lot of body language experts there who've been dissecting the first meeting <laughs> between uh ronaldo and messi which is I, I think hilarious absolutely hilarious it's like yeah there you go you can have my locker yeah, yeah. Do you been mbappe and messi did I did I not have message yeah. not, <gasps> oh, not yet oh
1: that, oh, that was a fraud I think we can
4: all I think we can all agree that watching and I think the whole of France would probably agree watching um Kylian Mbappe you know do his bit to tear apart breast. In the league, in the league, um, and beat them four two and smashes. It. It's re- it's it's really helping the league grow. I think the 130 <laughs> old goals he scored in 170 games with PSG, smashing them in against people who just aren't capable of keeping up with him. No, but it's really helping, helped
2: the league grow. It is helping the league. The grow The green shoots. <laughs> it is helping the league grow because they're. All-out commitment to attack allowed Brest to score twice. True, that as you is pointed true. out. Very true. It was an exciting, the way it was you an exciting that. game, and I, I, I do nothing helps that... a league grow like a Steve Mounier goal. I, <laughs> exactly. don't agree with that. I think <laughs> yeah. we do agree with that. I think it is quite <laughs> funny though how people will say, "Well, you know, what's the point of him playing at you know Brest or Lorient, Dijon, who aren't even in the division anymore?" Um, the I, I, I mean, <laughs> exactly. And you think what is really the difference between that and Alavés and Caddie, Ethan, cetera, etc., etc. Cetera. Watford. We, we, Norwich. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we all understand. Glad that, you stopped
3: there. That the, the quality. quality... <laughs> Brighton
2: started really well. It's I annoying. Oh that the quality in any league diminishes below the top five, which
4: Brighton are currently well, in. Killian himself called the Premier League a Farmers League, didn't he? The little little clown emoji. Was it oh yeah. Something like that. No, he
3: didn't call it that. He he was was... responding to someone who called it that. Oh okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Uh, Well look, if he does go, if he does go to Real Madrid and this does happen in this window, which by the way there's about what a week left or so, um Richarlison is apparently being sized up as his replacement. Would not, that
2: work? It's not like Neymar to <laughs> sign up his pals, is it? I mean, that sounds really quite far-fetched. I mean, I think it is worth reminding at this point that uh, Richarlison, while, while they were having a, a bit of bance on Twitter, he uh, on Twitch, actually, hmm. he accidentally exposed Neymar's mobile number to a mm. load of viewers, didn't he? Did he? Oh,
5: that's amazing. Yeah, well, that- you said
4: expose. I'll be honest, I feared, I feared the worst. <laughs> Phone number's not that bad. Yeah, Neymar, wait, Neymar got
2: like sort of 36,000 texts in like <laughs> two no. minutes.
3: That's like Pete's unread email, yeah, it isn't is.
4: it? Yeah, it is. Which yeah. just
3: upsets me so much. It's like Pete on Tinder. <laughs>
4: 36,000 unread messages.
3: So he have to change his number, I assume.
4: Well, you presume he changes it a lot anyway, right? Well, let's call him now. And if it connects, we know
3: he has Yeah, did anyone jot it down? Question,
2: the real question is, has Mbappe changed his number? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, God. Sure. Uh, well, if Mbappe doesn't go to Real Madrid and Ronaldo doesn't go to PSG, there are reports that Ronaldo's trying to engineer a move to Manchester City, I mean, this would be. I just, I can't handle this transfer window. There's yeah. just too much going on with all these big players.
2: Can can I, can I say he would actually be much more useful for current current Manchester City than Harry Kane? Certainly in the in the in the really? immediate term. Why do you think that? I think that because he's just an out and out penalty box player. I can't be the only person who's thought that if Manchester City sign Harry Kane, unless he plays very differently, yeah to how he plays for Spurs there might be some fit issue I, if I'm Pep Guardiola I definitely don't want Harry Kane dropping into the De Bruyne
4: position which he's quite fond of doing do you, do you know yeah, but some people would say that's because he's following tactical instructions some would say it's because he can't help himself and it depends which one you mean some but would say Harry Kane does exactly what, what he, he likes,
2: likes and has done so for most of his Premier League no. career would despite it? being brilliant
4: do you think Gabriel Jesus is dealing well with the fact that he's now in the cast now in the plot of the sixth sense? <laughs>
3: like every, like, I've seen that film. No yeah, no no one even
4: <laughs> no one even acknowledges that he's even alive. Like every every bit of coverage about Man City, oh, they need a striker, they need a striker. Gabriel Jesus is sitting there thinking, Why am I fucking invisible? And the
3: funny thing is is I, I platform all the time. Brazilian fans though will say he doesn't really want to be a striker, he's a winger really, isn't he? Yeah.
2: He
4: has played as a striker of Man City yeah, a lot. Yeah. And he everyone's has.
2: completely forgotten it. Yeah, He has. But uh, I think if you're going for the creme de la creme of penalty box players, you're you getting two good years out uh, of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you imagine how many goals he would score for
4: Manchester City? Yeah, it'd be incredible. You it imagine? would be incredible. I, I, I'd love to see. I mean, it would also be... Doesn't it, have to play every week. Would it be one in the eye for Man United fans as well? Would they be fuming about it? Presumably they would.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Presumably. I think so
4: and I can just see the welcome to Manchester banner. Yeah.
3: Now. <laughs> Can't you? Oh god. Well, I mean, who needs Mbappe or Ronaldo when you've got Gareth Bale at Real Madrid? He, you know, exactly. back, back on the score sheet. Andy got his first La Liga goal in almost 2 years at the weekend against Levante, um and he's also been included in the Wales squad despite a lot of speculation. Do you remember that really angry interview he did um in Wales' final game mm. where they asked him whether it was he his last off. international match and he, he stormed off, off, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, he has been included in this most recent um, Wales squad for the international break that's coming up next week. Um, I mean, I guess he's just got nothing better to do, has he? Luke, he might as well get involved because based on his Q&A he did recently, it doesn't sound like he does much.
4: I mean, I'll be honest. uh, (laughs) I know not everyone listening will be au fait with how the, um, the editorial process works at a newspaper. I'm certainly not. But if it were down to me and based on how I anticipate the editorial role at The Guardian being, I wouldn't have run it. <laughs> I would have said we're not we're not publishing that because it doesn't say anything and we're going to get absolute pelters for it. I mean, the weird bit about it was that it's time to hashtag switch on.
1: Yeah,
3: that's it. Who uses the word
2: hashtag in let, conversation? Let's explain
3: yeah. this. So he was asked for his favourite word, which, by the way, is the stupidest question. No one has a favourite word. Do you have a favourite word? Um, Don't answer that. <laughs> uh, he was asked if he had a favourite word and he said, I prefer a phrase, apparently, it's time to hashtag switch on. <laughs> no one says that. Nah. Like, that's Oof. absolutely ridiculous. He also said this. He
4: also in the Q&A in The Guardian, as we mentioned, he said his favourite possession was a rowing machine. <laughs> and, and I just think, I understand that you want to keep fit and I understand it's really important to you know, stay on top of your fitness and stuff because you're a professional athlete. But I mean... I thought you're funny. Hasn't he got, like, two kids? (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking of some kind of, like, you know, really you know sentimental sentimental kind (laughs) of value thing. And he's like, he's basically, in my mind, he's he's, he's answering that over email if it is him. He's looking around his house. He's looked at his first kid, (laughs) looked at his second, moved on, looked past all his awards. There she is, the rowing machine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was doing it
4: from the rowing machine and he couldn't think of anything else.
3: I reckon this is a banter interview and he thought, I'm going to put the worst possible answers I can put. What do you mean? Like, it was like was like it was the, taking the
2: piss? Was it the '98 World Cup where the England players had to get as many Phil Collins
4: song <laughs> titles into their interviews as possible? A lot of people do that. Love all stuff in, like in, that. In, yeah. the BBC. I'm pretty sure the BBC did, this, did that last summer. Or well, they certainly did it in the World Cup 2018, right? Yeah, they okay. do
3: it when like there's been like a big event or something or something's happened. I actually used to be it was a bit naughty. I probably shouldn't admit this on a microphone. Um, but when I worked on Shopping Channel, um, oh no, we...
4: well, the Shopping Channel going <laughs> to come after you? Are they? Actually, to out. be
3: fair, they've gone bust now, so they can't. <laughs> so I, I can't oh, actually. God, you're
4: living on the edge. <laughs> so I can't actually so tell this. You you are going to go out of <laughs> the limb and and slag off a Shopping Channel no, that I'm no not... longer exists. No, I'm
3: not slagging them off. I'm telling you something I naught I did that was naughty okay, on air. Okay, go ahead. So we used to uh, the like the camera crew would give us words because they're really long shifts and they're really dull they'd yeah. give us like words or phrases that we had to get into our next cell and we would go on urban dictionary and pick really like <laughs> like yeah. things you shouldn't say on daytime yeah. TV and get them into the cells so they were an no. example? Yeah, I don't think I should repeat it. They went out. A bit,
4: well, they went out of business probably due to the colossal <laughs> the colossal legal bills. <laughs> Absolutely
3: there. not. Um, anyway, moving on. By the way, just to point out, I am beating Lars in FPL. How are yeah. you doing, Luke? Not very well. I'm top of the table at the moment. I
4: Had 28 points on the bench last week.
3: Oh, who did you have? Rhys James,
4: Basuma, uh, Basuma Duffy. Oops, Basuma. Oh, did it? Dump? Two
3: Brighton players. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Duffy because he. Duffy, scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Luke. No and Are you playing this year, Andy? Have I, th- you given I think I'm bottom. Oh, yeah. Bra- it's good to beat Brassel. That's, that's like anything, how you know. Even that. When if he doesn't when care. People will
4: listen to a lot of Andy's output. They'll see it on TV. They'll hear it on the radio. And they'll go, this man really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> does he really?
3: Does? <laughs> does he really? If you don't it- know how to play FPL, you don't know anything about
2: football. <laughs> also, I didn't know it was possible to pick um, Barack Yilmaz for uh,
4: Premier League, Fantasy <laughs> League. But apparently it is. I think, um, Jules, we're supposed to be going to a game on Sunday. I think I'm going to take you to watch Labyrinth instead.
3: No, far more culturally, culturally, <laughs> far more culturally, far more culturally impactful. It'll be my first game of the season. It's only week three. I'm quite excited it'll about be, that. Thanks, it'll be Thanks a, for the invite. A
4: perilous journey to a really difficult building to look at <laughs> and watch Labyrinth. <laughs>
3: I'm most looking forward to the lunch more than anything. Yeah. Not your company. No, um, fair enough. <laughs> let's talk about Burnley's big signing then. They've had a £15 million pound bid for Leon left-back Maxwell Cornet, accepted by Leon. Tell us a bit about him then, Andy. Uh,
2: well, I think a lot of people will have seen him already because um, he had a huge role in that Leon side that beat Manchester City in the Champions League quarterfinals in, in, in Lisbon um, the year before this one. Um, he's a winger who got converted into a left-back dubious defensive capabilities i think you really need him in a back three where he he is committed to defending he's just not the world's most natural defender um exciting loads of pace can create stuff um i i would be not I'd, I'd, i'd be a little bit surprised if this move actually went through in the end oh really um He's been hanging on for a rival bid from Hertha Berlin who are also interested but not offering as much money. Obviously, Leon being, well, just any selling club outside the Premier League, you want to take the Premier League offer because mm. it's the best one out there. But um, I understand his agent has actually gone to to meet Burnley. So maybe there's some some thawing, which mm. is uh, yeah. obvious,
4: obviously the uh, effect of newly printed cash. I feel like, you know, they're playing Leeds at home in the next game in the Premier League Burnley. I've got a feeling they might really struggle this season. I I, I haven't been impressed at all with the start they've made. Well, something's not been right upstairs there for quite a while, which
2: maybe doesn't get examined in such great detail as if they were, I guess, a more sort of
4: media-tastic club yeah Um, I'm team Klopp I'm not actually because they've had a little bit
3: of a honey haven't they yeah Yeah. Sean Dyche basically is a bit annoyed at Jurgen Klopp for labeling Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes tactics as wrestling after their game on Saturday this is a quote from Sean Dyche he said every manager has the right to have their say he certainly had his my disappointment is he's name checking players there's absolutely no need to do that this happens every week this isn't new
2: honestly if I was Burnley manager and I had the Liverpool players uh, the Liverpool coach coming out and talking about my players by name I would take that as an enormous compliment (laughs) and if I was one of those players I would take that as an enormous compliment
3: where's the wrestling pro when we need him Pete Donaldson I know exactly we could ask whether it really was wrestling or not
4: this has been this has been a a kind of debate that's been ongoing for a very very long time I can even remember it happening when Arsene Wenger was managing Arsenal and, and Sam Ardice was managing Bolton and you know the ta- and it would be the same with Poulis at Stoke. Ultimately, the the, t- the the clubs who don't quite have the means of the bigger clubs need to get every advantage they can. They need to be physical, and I think mm-hmm. you know the referee's key responsibility first and foremost is to ensure the safety of the players, but also he's got to implement the laws as well. And it's the referee's decision to decide what's acceptable and what isn't. And if you do something that's unacceptable acceptable to a to a big degree, you're gonna you're gonna get sent off. Also, and that's, a- an, that's an advantage to the other team,
2: it's part of this not Deutsch's perception of w- what those words mean. I mean, it's not to say they're ineffective or they're not any good or they're not even good to watch. I mean, Wood and barns when they're on it are super fun. Mm. I think.
4: Yeah, I also I said I think I said this last season. There's definitely it? it's definitely like a, a weird kind of beauty to the way Burnley at their best play. They're so on it. They're so kind of part of a wider team. They move so well. There's it's it's definitely a beauty to watching it when it's done well. I just don't think they're going to do it that well this season. <laughs> personally.
3: Uh, this transfer might be actually one of my favourites of the window though. Uh, the former Fiorentina player Borja Valero retired in June but has now announced that he's actually back playing but for a sixth tier side called Centro Storico Lebowski. A journalist actually, the, the way this all came about was a journalist posted a montage of him wearing the club's shirt completely as a joke. Literally, this was all a joke. But then it got back somehow to the player, to Valero. The club joked that they weren't interested. But then he thought, you know what? I quite fancy staying in Tuscany. So um, I'm going to go and sign for Sounds this club. So we signed for it. Sounds
2: lovely. I love that. I can't believe he's not a bowling team. I was going to say, uh, I was gonna say the, the pitch is like a
4: rug. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a great story. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's what Messi should have done. I don't know why <laughs> a lot. Messi should have just gone and signed for a random club and not gone to PSG.
4: I don't know why a lot more players don't do this when they, I mean, because Falero is like 36. He's probably going to be able to play for this team with his slippers on, you'd have thought, <laughs> right? And, you know, he's he's done everything he wants to do in his career, you know. He started out at Real Madrid, you know. He's played for West Brom. You know, he's done everything he wants to do. Why not go and retire in that way or, or semi-retire? I don't think it's disrespectful to the to the great people at Lebowski to say that. Um, why don't more players do that? Go to a lovely part of the world like Tuscany is. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the game of football would be a lot better as a place if people did that. I'd definitely do it.
3: I was just about to compare this to Glenn Murray... Retiring last year from Nottingham Forest and thinking, oh, he could go like to one of the non league clubs in Sussex and yeah. go and play for Whitehawk. But then you compared it to Tuscany, and I thought yeah. Whitehawk and Tuscany is <laughs> quite a bit between the also, two.
4: That, that is maybe, that is like Nottingham Forest's main role in football now, just retiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll,
3: we'll come on to them and then shocking start to the season after the break. More on the Carabao Cup. Plus, we answer some of your agony emails.
0: In football, you've worked with and alongside some of the biggest names in the game, some of the biggest coaches you've come up against as well. Who's been your biggest influence
3: in your coaching career?
5: I think myself.
3: (laughs) Of course, it's Jose Mourinho. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is a Wednesday. Andy and Luke here with me, Jules. And now it's time for this.
5: From including stuff about, spin, stuff
4: about spin, yeah. I love covering off the back of that, uh, yeah, that jingle. Nice little fade out as well. If you are going to send jingles in, do have a long fade out in them it's so nice to we talk can talk over the top of the Yeah, isn't it? so you can just feel like Feels I'm a professional. bit professional. feel like I'm doing like a phone in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back when I was on the radio.
3: Uh, get your emails into us then, guys. Show at footballramble.com. You can tweet us as well at football ramble.
4: Yeah, this one's from Matthew Nugent who says, my partner and I have a huge dilemma we need help with. Okay. We have moved into a lovely new apartment in the north side of Sydney overlooking the beautiful and iconic Sydney Harbour Bridge. Beautiful. He's just he's just emailing that's in descent to show off basically. <laughs> um, however, he says, our balcony view to the bridge is disrupted by an overgrown battered brown banana tree from the neighbour's yard. If uh, Sam Allardyce was a tree, <laughs> this is Big Sam. Do you have any recommendations on how to take down such a thing this Discreetly. Well, first and foremost, Matthew, I don't think you can just go into someone's garden and take <laughs> their tree down, no matter how discreetly you are, because they're going to notice. They are going to notice. And um, my my tactic would probably be, and this is something I've got a little bit of experience with, because um. a, there was a massive tree in the garden opposite ours. Our garden is back onto other garden. Yep. And this tree was dripping sap onto our deck, which is causing all sorts of problems. And it was far too big a tree. <laughs> it was far too big a tree for the area, right? So I ran it around and said, I'll organise this, everyone, um, if you will all agree to chip in and we'll all pay and we'll get the tree taken down. Right? So everyone agreed, and the person whose tree it was in the garden agreed. Oh, right. they agreed? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought
3: you asked everyone but them. No, they,
4: they, they wanted rid of it as well.
3: Right. And then only one neighbour stumped oh, up. Oh, there's always one. So I
4: was saddled with, like, the 600 quid bill. There's
3: always one. Not... But,
4: but we did get rid of the tree because we did it collaboratively. However, they just didn't pay, probably because they don't respect me.
3: See, that's a really sensible suggestion for Matthew, whereas I... Was... Go around there. No, you catch more flies
4: with honey than vinegar, Jules. You ought to go around there and be- befriend them.
3: I was going to say, Matthew, <laughs> chip away at it slowly. <laughs> One day take one leaf. Yeah. Next day get rid of another. Are we
2: talking about Before a really, you know really long axe?
3: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm thinking I want of those extended it out, fists. out of the balcony, yeah. just chop little bit by little bit down. They'll never know. I think I go, they'll, they'll never by the know. Way,
4: I think your tree's dying. Yeah. Just say that.
2: Mate, have you yeah. seen
3: your tree? You've seen the yeah. sight of
4: it.
3: It <laughs> yeah. keeps losing leaves every night. I'm I'm, what's wrong with it?
2: I'm thinking fight mm-hmm. fire with fire, tropical fruit with tropical fruit. Throw a series of large pineapples at it, at it yeah. okay. until it falls over. It Get sounds a
3: bit Mario Kart, doesn't yeah, it? Does, isn't isn't it? it?
4: <laughs> uh, but Matthew should maybe maybe realise that he's not the centre of the world and that his view to a bridge maybe isn't as important as the uh, the flourishing of the natural uh, order of things. To
3: be fair, Matthew, you should have checked this view before you moved into the flat.
4: Also true. Yeah. I know, I know that Jules raised down with fire and fury on all of her neighbours. If they even look at her <laughs> that she re- um, insists they refer to her as BT Sport on the football oh, round. Oh, so, yeah, she's probably not the best person to be asking because she runs that neighbourhood with an iron fist, I'm telling you. They call her the pocket rocket up in uh, wherever she lives. Where is it you live?
2: I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> he ain't coming to my house. Uh, we've got one from Dan. <laughs> That's so aggressive. Yeah. We've got a less aggressive email from Dan Wilkinson. Um, but only slightly though. (laughs) On Saturday, I returned to Ellen Row with Leeds, which was amazing. Nice. However, having been a season ticket holder a number of years now with my dad, we've begun to realise that the people behind us are miserable knobs. (laughs) Unfortunately, in a Bielsa Leeds team where there is very little to complain about, they find a way to whinge. Mm. This is starting to affect how me and my dad enjoy the game. Any suggestions on what to do? Happy to follow your instructions blindly and let you know how it goes. Well... Find the biggest one and punch him right in
4: the face.
3: Is that it? Wow, straight in there. Show you mean business. <laughs> so wait, do these pe- these people sit behind them, do they? Yeah. yeah. I've got a solution. Go on. Go on. Fuck.
4: <laughs> all the time. You're assuming he's not doing that anyway.
3: <laughs> Just literally let rip constantly. Have like loads of like really rich food before you go to a game. Make sure it's proper pongy.
4: I told you where she lives is a nightmare. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Let's be saying you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Maybe take some some treats and only let them have the treats if they've not moaned. It's like positive reinforcement like you do with a dog or something, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you'll know they'll they subconsciously been thinking that they won't even know because it's subconscious that, that they want the treats. Actually, if money
3: it, that costs money that though.
4: But how much is
2: it going to cost you it's to buy to a packet? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's free to fart. Get out of their gravestone.
2: <laughs> but if you thought if you spend like one pound fifty on a packet of say I don't know Werther's Originals yeah. or something else that's difficult to chew. Mm and talk with good at idea. the same time good idea it just like gums their mouths up a solution from the Beano there everyone <laughs> Andy's been reading the Beano before he
3: came over <laughs> I love a Werther's original Well, what I, what I would do
2: is I would go to the tuck shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and get a large bag of them and then, yeah. and then, then away you go yeah.
3: love it I hope that's helped you out Dan and Matthew I really hope it has and if anyone else has any dilemmas please send them in to us every Wednesday we'll try and answer them they do not need to be football related show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble. Right, let's get on to last night's Carabao Cup. The league. Speaking Cup. of things
4: that aren't football related,
3: <laughs> um, it always tends to deliver, particularly in these early stages. Couple of thrashings in there. Aston Villa thrashed Barrow six 0 But the real story from this game, I think, is Anwar El Ghazi, who scored a penalty in the Premier League at the weekend. We saw that, but he also yeah. scored a Penenka in this game against League Two Barrow yeah. and shushed the crowd when he made it 3-0. Yeah. How do you feel about this, Luke?
4: Uh, I feel like it's um, for having a fight with a kid five years below you at school <laughs> and then goading his parents. That's what I feel like. <laughs> See, it's I, unnecessary, isn't it?
3: I, I think it is, but I also kind of like it because I think as a footballer, if I'm on penalties, I'd always really want to take a Penenka. And like, yes it would be even more embarrassing to miss a Penenka to League Two Barrow than it would in the Premier League against, Mm. say, Manchester City, perhaps, even though there's probably more eyes on that one. But at least he can now say, I've scored a Penenka. Done, done. It's done for him now. He's done it. Also,
2: no no one was behind that particular goal, were they? I mean, it's it's, it's not a bit with any fans because of the construction of the stage. I'm I'm saying like no one's going to like sort of freak you out or like put you off or, or any, anything
4: like no. that. All you've got to do is do the keeper. You're talking about mm-hmm. construction at one end. There'll have to be construction at the other end because one of the barrow strikers smashed a light oh, out of the stand well, end, it? and it ended up swinging down the cable. <laughs> and I think the, the the fans were looking up at it like, geez, this is a bit dodgy. See, I, I, I played
2: cricket at a place once where if you hit one straight six from one end of the ground and it went onto the main road, that's fine it's 6 if you hit a second second one you're out because there was such a risk of it like damaging like no passing buses and cars you were actively discouraged from like hitting in that direction mm-hmm. so I, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of small fine because for a club like that it's like that could be taking out quite a lot of the money that you're getting paid for going on the telly against aston villa
4: what one strip light <laughs>
2: I, th- I tell you what it's hand to mouth in league
4: two <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's one strip light that needs to be screwed back in with all <laughs> All right, you go and
2: do
5: yeah, it Yeah, come on then, Luke. I'm not Offer do your it services. I can't. Barrow,
4: AFC. Expect him tomorrow. Barrow's <laughs> like He'll be there with his toolbox. Barrow's like way. It's yeah. like North West Cumbria. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going up to Cartmel in October. Well, you're so there I, then. If it's not fixed by then, <laughs> let me know, Barrow, if you're listening. I'll pop down with a ladder and I'll have a look, but it's going to cost you. That wasn't it's the
3: only 6-0 win last night either. Norwich, who, by the way, only registered three shots on target in their first two Premier League games of this season, beat Bournemouth 6-0 as well. Result. Yeah,
4: And people are getting a bit ang- angsty about Norwich, aren't they? So if, I, know, I, saw, I, I saw a bit of punditry. I'm not going to name who it was. It was on
3: TalkSport, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was Jamie
4: O'Hara, <laughs> who, who, who said that if, something along the lines of, if Norwich aren't going to take the Premier League seriously and put their hand in their pocket, they should be kicked out of the league.
3: <laughs> I like, saw that as well.
4: What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So I'm pleased that Norwich got a big win because it's a lovely club. It's a lovely city. and I, I always say that, but it is. And it's great for them to get a big win against a uh, a South Coast club that isn't
2: Portsmouth.
4: <laughs> 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 Let's be perfectly clear about that. And of
2: course, like the fact that Josh Sargent scored a couple of goals yes. will immediately make uh, Norwich fans think we've had a good transfer window rather than we've signed a load of quite underwhelming players. Yeah, so agreed.
5: Yeah,
4: good We should also mention that in the Villa game, actually, we forgot to mention that Cameron Archer scored a hat-trick for Vastaville. Mm, he looked am- yes. a- a very tidy. They yeah. a League Two side they deserve all the respect Still in the world. Got but to get off the mark. But he, he, all the he respect that Anwar El Ghazi didn't show. Them. <laughs> exactly, yes. But they looked, he looked very, very sharp.
5: Very yeah. sharp.
3: Um, now, another team who have been struggling to score goals a bit of late Wolves. Uh, they absolutely rinsed Nottingham Forest last night. 4-0 after having 40 shots without a goal. And Forrest are really having a rotten time. That's really what this result is um, is actually more about. They're bottom of the championship table. They've lost all of their league games so far this season. Yeah. They then lost last night as well. And Chris Hughton is under a lot of pressure right now because it was... A, well, he's your
4: football dad as well. Yeah, so you must feel very dad. sensitive about I it. I do.
3: I love Chris Hughton so much. And I feel a bit for him, really, to be honest, because I think that the situation that Forrest is tricky he came in at a tricky time as well but it was at this stage last season that um the manager before him Sabri Lamucci actually got sacked after four straight Defeat. Yeah. Um. I think Forest actually went another three games without a win after that before they managed to actually pick up their first result of the season. And at the weekend, Forrest have got Derby. It couldn't yeah. get any bigger. That will be, good... be
4: two bald men fighting over a comb. That's us that absolutely yes. clear. Mm. That's going to be a shit show. Yeah. If
3: if
2: if good coaches are consistently not getting it done at a club like uh, Lamucci and
4: like and maybe it's the club. But but yeah, oh, that, that's that's yeah. what you, you've that's got what, to say. I think that's what the you? fans are even, saying, even yeah. from a distance. I mean, it's almost certainly the case. I mean, they've got bigger problems. I mean, um, Evangelos Maranakis may well have bigger problems as well to come um, outside of football. Um, But, I mean, I I read on the way in this morning, I hope I've got this right, that Nottingham Forest have signed 70 players since 2017 Mm -hmm. and they still look like they need... A lot of strength in it. Yeah. They've just been signed like human beings at random. But like what <laughs> what is the policy? I don't mean players, I mean human beings at random. Because the policy looks absolutely fucked.
3: Yeah. To be I, frank. I can't remember the number, Luke, but um what you said there does ring a bell from I mean remember the start of last season, I think they brought in the most players of any other championship side. It was there was a, it was a huge number of players that they actually brought yeah. in and clearly nothing worked. So Andy, you make a good point there. If, these two managers and especially a manager of Chris Hewton standard, who knows how to get a team promoted, who has done that, who took Brighton from literally relegation threatened in the mm. relegation zone, in the championship up to the premier league in a couple of seasons. I just don't understand what's going on there. There must be something that's not quite right.
2: Yeah. And um, that, that's certainly the, the the case that I, the impression that I get from Forrest supporting friends. Um, I mean, Obviously, there's always a, a lot more sort of gravitas attached to it because they're a former European Cup winner and, um, you know, it feels like a million years since they're in the, the, the Premier League now. On the plus side our good friend Tom Wally, I might get to spend the weekend with him when they come down and
4: they play, play Wimbledon. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be, I mean, a, the, that'll be a lovely cat salve to his wound. Andy. The, 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 <laughs> amount,
2: the amount of massive clubs that are in League One at the moment is, is just
4: unreal. No, I just mean him spend, having to spend the afternoon <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. But Forrest, I've got, I mean, there's, the reasons to be cheerful about for Forrest are that they've got some interesting young players. They've got Mighton um, who plays on the left, who looks really interesting. They've got that kid on loan from, is it from Watford, Zinkanaga, who scored again. Yeah, he's pretty
3: good, actually. Scored mm. in,
4: in the game. It's Blackburn, I think. Um, but but the problem is, you know, if you've got young players coming through at, not at Forest and 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 um, and you can be excited about them, and that's a, that's obviously something that fans love. I'll, you, you're asking about whether we're in the right environment is it a great environment for them to be in to be losing every game every single week in their first foray into kind of professional top level football. It's it's, it's probably not ideal, so it's a real problem. Having said
2: that, I, I don't think judging them on a Carabao Cup game against. Premier League opposition is particularly productive. Even if Wolves did make some rotation, they still had a a strong side out there. You think uh, Trincao played, Podence played. Yeah, but it's all the other games, isn't it? It's a pattern there. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, it's just like the same... It's it's just contextual, isn't it? It's like Palace getting all this stick and Patrick Vieira getting all this stick for them going out to to Watford. Mm. And the fact that Palace haven't done well in previous Cups, in previous seasons, is being projected on...
4: On him as well. And yeah, it's, it's I think just,
2: it's just one game. It's ridiculous.
4: The Wolves lineup isn't um, isn't a million miles away at all from what they could field in the Premier League. Yeah, first exactly. And foremost, that's for sure. And Crystal Palace's record in the in cups is terrible. They haven't scored a goal for something like two and a half years. Mm. So of course that's something that's been going on for a long while.
2: <laughs> and and that's just, a
3: ridiculous record. I just yeah. hope with
2: with Vieira he's afforded the time that um, wasn't uh, that. Wasn't afforded to say Frank de Boer.
3: Well, interestingly, with Crystal Palace, as Patrick Vieira did actually play the same starting eleven that he played in mm. the league at the weekend, as you've pointed out, Luke. They they can't score goals in the League Cup. They also haven't scored a goal yet under Patrick Vieira this season. Um, it's not going very well for them which just you know it's just a it's really unfortunate isn't it <laughs> <laughs>
4: did you insist on having this in the running order i so um, sorry
3: I didn't mean that I didn't and,
4: mean and they go to West Ham in much. the Premier League next which is going to be a tough ask based on what we've seen of West Ham who look like they just picked up where they left off mm. last mm. season yeah flying Um and Brighton were able to win last night. With
3: not... Can I get an easy, <laughs> <laughs> easy? Brighton, Come Brighton, on, you seagulls! Brighton won last
4: night, not fielding an outfield player that I'd ever heard of. Every yeah, single no, one of the outfield players it's great, I'd, never heard isn't it? Of
3: I'd barely heard of them either. It's it's phenomenal, really. Um, what a start to the season! Two league victories, hundred percent record, scoring goals, winning mm. in the cup. Yeah, I'm just going to milk it while I can, basically. Do it. yeah, I think Do I, th- it. I think this is the thing at Brighton is that. You know, I hate using the word project, but there has been this project that Graham Potter has been building at the club have been building prior to Graham Potter as well. And then you can see it when you've got all of these young players that mm. um, the, the academy and the training facilities down at, at um, the Brighton training ground are pretty amazing. I've mm. worked down there before and it's, it's quite special. So, um, yeah, the best lion. thing that's been
4: grown down there is a uh, big Graham Potter's beard.
3: Graham Potter's beard is substantial and I am here for it. It's
4: like a carpet.
2: It's
3: solid, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're going to grow a beard, make it. That. So
2: do you reckon this could become a thing like, you know, I'm not gonna shave my beard or trim my beard until we lose in the in the Premier League and <laughs> he then not say that, it, did he? It, it, uh, no, I'm just I'm just imagining. Right. We, we we get to we get to March
4: and <laughs> Bright and a top and he looks like James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a, there's a tradition in Portsmouth, always, always was, a lot of people wouldn't take their Christmas decorations down until Pompey got knocked out of the FA Cup. <laughs> and, um, and so, so not worth are... waiting the extra day. <laughs> not worry about January the third. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, also, just a touch on Wimbledon. As I've talked about Brighton, um, and Luke's just mentioned Pompey there.
4: Already out of the Carabao Cup, so.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Russell, happy yeah, you... with Wimbledon beating Northampton? I bet you are.
2: Yeah, they didn't play particularly well, but in in,
3: in how <laughs> you got win exactly
2: in the Carabao Cup third round for the first time ever. Ever. Well, as AFC Wimbledon. Wow. So that's... that's, Very good. That's very very exciting.
3: Have you been back to Plow Lane with fans? Um, Yeah, I have.
2: I I went to the first um, game against Bolton, which was um, very emotional. I'm I'm still buzzing off it, actually. It was was absolutely incredible to actually... How many does it hold? um, 9,300 at the moment. Though three of the stands as semi-permanent so if it all goes well it could be expanded etc etc I'm not really bothered about that at the moment I don't think anyone is. it's just about um, being back home though it's tinged with a little bit of sadness because after that um, first game against Bolton uh, we um, heard about the the sad and untimely death of Jack Lonergan who is only 28 years old Um, I know know a lot of people around the club who knew him he was a big fan of the Ramble as well So just want to send a bit of love to his family. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Lots of love. Um, Andy, you're back tomorrow, aren't you?
2: I am, sleeping in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Marcus and Jim are going to be here. We get to hear Jim's thoughts on Arsenal tonight in the Carabao Cup. That'll be fun.
4: I think we are all praying to the football gods (laughs) for a certain outcome tonight. And I won't be... uh, point out exactly what I mean but I think you all know if you're I listening. I know, I
3: know. Uh, and Luke, I'll see you on Sunday. We've got a little date yeah. at the football, haven't we? Yeah,
4: we're going to the football on Sunday, you and I. We're going to go Spurs against uh, Watford and then Andy, I think on the 7th of September you and I are going to AFC Wimbledon against Pompey, aren't we? So that'll be good as well. <laughs>
3: look so Lots, uh, lots, to, lots to look
4: forward to in the football side of things. That's as amazing.
3: always. Well, guys, thank you very much for your company and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. A Bit of an emoji. Sorry. Here comes the hot stepper. Here comes the hot stepper. I, I, did, I, I didn't. Tr- did, the she walked
4: into the club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the football ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.